Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday to all who celebrate and engage in the lifestyle. This is always a safe space. For us to throw out ideas, theories. We're gonna later on today, we're gonna get you the latest Carl Anthony Towns trade ideas and rumors floating around the internet. But we also combine uh, reckless speculation Thursday with scoops. Darren Doogie Wolfson from the Five Eyewitness News Sports Department, a safe space for inside information or speculation. Doogie, what's going on, man? Thanks for joining. Hello, Phil. Happy 13 days until my favorite holiday, Flag Day. Happy June 1st. <laughs> flag Day? Happy flag Reckless day? Speculation Thursday. Where, where did the Flag Day come from, Duke? It was top of mind. I was going back and forth via email with somebody with my schedule that week. Baseball, <laughs> all this different stuff. And somebody actually Schedule's threw the line packed. to me saying, hey, uh, I don't know if I can help you on June 14th because of Flag Day. Smiley face emoji. So it was in my three. brain. So I figured I'd spew it out here. Top three favorite flags by Doogie off the top of the head. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Spain. Ooh, that's a good wow, one. Oh, okay. Germany. Oh, okay. I don't like that one. Wow. And you know okay. what? Canada. Absolutely Canada. Canada. Canada's great. Great, Wait, great song, too. Doogie. Love. Yeah, song. that's a really interesting Doogie. Thing. Germany? <laughs> Germany? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he asked me the question. Germany? Good, yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I understand. Has enough time it's not to like ask me yet. and Germany have like this tight bond, but yes, no, Germany, not I like really. I think so. Yeah, well, I like Why is Doogie being Doogie was asked a question, and I think he gave a spot. I think we should spot. ask some earlier generation mm. Wolfsons what they think about that flag. But <laughs> wow, wow, I didn't see this ending up here. <laughs> oh, I really didn't. Germany, I didn't Germany. see this going here. Good yeah, job, right. Canada. You, you, you never know where yeah. we'll go. So, well, let's start. Let's start Vikings. And uh, so, all right, Justin Jefferson, not at practice to this point. And this is all optional, but he's not been at practice yet. We'll get it. Let's do some Dalvin Cook stuff here. That might get outdated by the time people listen here. But um, anything sort of pique your interest? Daniil Hunter situation still very much on the down low, under the radar. A Justin Jefferson contract you'd think would be coming at some point here. So, has anything got your spidey senses tingling here besides Dalvin Cook? Well, I mean, all of those, I guess, have my spidey senses tingling. But, like, most immediately, going back to Tuesday, being at Vikings OTA access, 
I get why Justin Jefferson isn't here. So they are doing this seven-on-seven drill. Andrew Booth Jr. tries to make a play on the ball. K.J. Osborne catches it. Wanted to secure the ball for the touchdown. Booth didn't try to bring Osborne to the ground, but brings him to the ground. Wind knocked out of Osborne. I spoke with K.J. after the practice. He said, hey, that's the first time that has happened to me since middle school. He couldn't exactly remember, but he goes, that hasn't happened to me in a really long time. I was scared for a second. Now, after about five or six more plays, he actually got back in. So he was okay. But it's something like that. Even though during these OTAs, you're not supposed to bring anybody to the ground, it can inevitably happen, especially with the way the defense intensity-wise is operating. And so I get why Justin Jefferson isn't here Right now, but there is a sense for the mandatory minicamp, June 13th and 14th, speaking of Flag Day, that Justin Jefferson will be here in Minnesota. Do you think um, that he will be here for that camp with a new contract? Because, I mean, I will say this. I get why he's not here despite two years left on the contract, Dukes, but I, and I also get that if there is a uh, a pecking order of important things written down at TCO, my guess is that um, the status contractually of Justin Jefferson is number one on that list. Absolutely number one. It's what we've been saying, Judd. We hit it pretty hard on Tuesday. It's when, not if. We know Justin Jefferson is going to sign an extension. It makes sense for the Vikings to get this extension out of the way before the Niners signed Nick Bosa to a monster extension. We know when Justin Jefferson signs his extension, maybe until Nick Bosa signs his, if Jefferson beats Bosa, that Justin Jefferson will become the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history. Those are the numbers that are being discussed. Jefferson's representation, the Vikings have had back and forth, specifically Rob Brzezinski, going back weeks. So could it be done by June 13th or 14th? 100%. I don't know exactly the date, the time that the news will break, Judd, but it is going to break. So is it possible it happens, heck, in the next, who knows, 48 hours? Maybe. Or in the next two weeks? Absolutely. I would not rule that out. But as you touched on on Tuesday, and now we can bring Phil into the conversation on this talking point, this is not an easy negotiation when talking about these terms. But when you've had back and forth going back, Many, many weeks, including in person at the Combine, right, where seeds at least were planted, right? I mean, they've been going back and forth for so long. At some point, you come to a happy medium. But, Phil, Judd brought up the point that, hey, this is not going to be, it hasn't been a smooth negotiation. And I agree with that, Phil, because of the magnitude of what the contract will look like. How much do you think? I'm just trying to pull up a list here, too, of of non-quarterback, highest-paid players, and I have a cap hit list in front of me, and that's very much easily uh, manipulatable. But how much do you think that contract, even as good as Justin Jefferson is, hinders the Vikings? Because we, I mean, how many years have we spent looking at Kirk Cousins' contract and saying, boy, you pay a guy 15 to 20% of your salary cap? My comeback to that would be, Kirk wasn't really ever anywhere near top five at his position. So if I'm going to pay top dollar, I want it to be for the best guy or one of the two best guys at that position. I'll pay Patrick Mahomes whatever he wants. I cringe a little at the 12th best quarterback making, you know, this year his cap hits actually way low because they push money into next year. But do you think, is there is there any sort of 
cringe factor when giving Justin Jefferson the most money of any non-quarterback? There is not. I mean, I think one potential hiccup is injury guarantee. If some sort of catastrophic injury occurs, God forbid, right? But some of those types of things. But in terms of the Vikings paying him $30-plus million a year, no. I mean, Phil, you hit it on the head. I mean, they view him as the best receiver in the game. We can have a healthy debate if you think it's Devontae Adams or Cooper Cup or someone else, but you can make a compelling case that Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the game. So you take care of a player who's the best in the game at his position. The Vikings are willing to do that. And Dukes, I, I think that you just hit the most important thing that's going to be the snag in these discussions, injury guarantee. Because Jefferson, while, while when he signs this contract, you can play with the cap. So like you could put more into this year. The reality is he's going to be paid as a as a player uh, his base salary based on the last two years of his rookie contract, which maxes out in 2024 at like 19 mil, which is a lot, but it ain't much for this guy. And I think you just hit the most important thing, and this is where you're going to have some sticking points. The Jefferson camp is going to want some assurances on injury guarantee into the new contract. So they're going to say, okay, Justin has to play on the last two years of his initial contract, but the reality is we if he gets hurt, which, you know, God forbid, but it can happen, we want guarantees of cash coming from the next contract. And that's where, for the Brzezinski's of the world, it gets difficult because you don't want to, if, if he tears up his knee, you want to get off the hook as easily as possible. And he's going to say, I'm a star player. And like that, so that's where the back and forth becomes somewhat contentious because I don't blame either side for trying to protect themselves. Correct. But I think ultimately the Jefferson side is going to win out. Probably, yeah. You know, I mean, when we see the terms, whenever this news breaks, I'll bet you lunch, Judd, at Park Tavern, that the Jefferson side wins out on, you know, maybe not 100% of that, but something into the new contract. However the language is written, it's going to be a win for the Jefferson side. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do I, I, The next five minutes might get outdated if there's Dalvin news here, but let's at least get some talk out there on the table here. So it's June 1st today. So it could be happy Dalvin Cook Day. This could be the day that he gets traded to Miami. It could be the day that any number of things happens here. So uh, what's the latest? What are you hearing on the Dalvin Cook front here on this June 1st, Dugs? I would say, Phil, the headline from this talking point is, I continue to see Dalvin elsewhere in 2023, that he is going to be an ex-Viking. But I will say what I brought up on Tuesday, that there is a tiny sense that he's a bit more open-minded today than he was in January when I said zero chance he's taking a pay cut. When I said in March, the start of the league year, zero chance he'd take a pay cut. That there's just a little tiny part of him that's now sensing, you know what? Maybe there's not more money to be made in Miami or Buffalo or Dallas. Judd, you heard maybe New York Jets interest, although I saw the note from somebody with the Jets earlier this week that Reese Hall, the kid from Iowa State, coming off the ACL, that they think he'll be ready by week one. But you could make a case for the Jets needing another running back as insurance. Tony Pollard in Dallas, but maybe you could use you know, a 1B to Pollard's 1A. So I think Dallas does make some sense. Reuniting with his brother, or I guess uniting with his brother for the first time, right? Georgia, Florida State, all that. Age difference, but going to Buffalo to play with his brother. Or 
you know, home bases, Miami, definite interest from the Dalvin Cook camp and having Dalvin land in Miami, but they drafted a running back relatively high. They signed multiple guys, but hey, I still think Dalvin is better than all those guys. So I still think, Phil, he ends up being an ex-Viking, but there's like this little sliver of a chance that he may say, okay, I'll accept your terms. I'll accept that pay cut. I want to remain a Viking. I'll continue to stress. I think the surgery he had in January is going to benefit him greatly. I still think there's one really, really good year in Dalvin Cook's career, if not two, maybe even three. But I certainly think there is one more really, really good year for Dalvin Cook. I will also say he's as popular a player in that locker room as there is, right? So if we want to debate kumbaya, the camaraderie of the locker room, okay, Adam Thielen gone, Eric Hendricks gone, I'm just telling you, you know, and I still think it's going to happen. So when Dalvin Cook is gone, that's the one that will create the most, I don't know how you want to term it, you know, waves, however you want to describe it. But I'm just saying he's incredibly popular in that locker room. So that is something the Vikings have to take into account. The passing of the uh, June 1st deadline today, the Dolphins among teams will gain a league high, by the way, $13.6 million as of today onto their cap. So it makes a lot of sense that if the Dolphins have said, you know, let's just wait, that it actually wasn't necessarily the Vikings who were uh, preoccupied with keeping Cook until now. It was the Dolphins, one of the few teams that out there that possibly said, wait. Um, I just, and Dukes, I think the thing here, though, is Dolphins popular. He might have a good year left, certainly. I But I go back to the question I tried to ask and did not get, of course, answered in a truthful full way by Madison which was were you given any guarantees when you came back here because I just it's hard for me to believe that Alex Madison sat down and said hey you know what if Cook comes back yeah I mean he had to have opportunities elsewhere it's uh, the Vikings are paying him fine but it's not like they broke their bank so I just have to think that the Vikings have been planning an exit plan on Cook regardless it's hard for me to believe that Cook's going to walk back in that door now and it's going to go back to, hey, I'm the bell cow. And I don't know how he would take things here if he wasn't the bell cow, too. Agree. I mean, I don't think he would accept, you know, being a 1B to Alexander Madison's 1A. If the Vikings were going to cut him, though, they could have cut him on May 15th, May 22nd, and designated that move as a post-June 1st right. transaction. So what the Vikings are trying to do is trade him not cut him. If the Vikings want to play hardball, they could bring this thing into July. Heck, they could bring this thing all the way until late August if they truly wanted to, right? So the idea is the Vikings are trying to create some sort of trade market. We're not talking breaking the bank as a Darius Smith type trade, but that trading Dalvin Cook is what Quasey ultimately wants to do, not cut him. Can I, uh, Phil, you could actually sound the reckless speculation sounder. Oh, I've had a thought that's been brewing in my mind. It's completely out of like left field contractually involving the Vikings. It's reckless. It's probably dangerous, but I'm going to go there. You're feeling, you woke up up feeling dangerous today. Yeah, Yeah, but but, I mean, I'm in the fast lane right here, but I'm going to just gun this car and I'm going to tell you guys that here's my reckless speculation. You guys think careful, Paul Walker and Dukes. Why'd you have to say that? And Dukes, we'll start with you. Um, so once Jefferson's done, because I think he gets done, 
Once a decision is made on Daniil, and by the way, I think he gets done too. Do you guys think the third contractual domino to fall now is a Kirk extension? I'm wondering if we're waiting. Oh, for it's the- not reckless. Judd, okay. that's not reckless. No. Okay, that's what I'm wondering. Very, just- very much in play. Mm. Yes. Sorry, Declan. But I just, I feel like that is, I feel like we are, that the Vikings are prioritizing, which is very smart. Yeah. And like with Kirk, you know, there was no need to say, we got to get you done. But they didn't draft one. I don't think they're going to be bad enough to get a top two pick. And they're, it's going to yeah, be so they're hard. certainly trying to win a lot of games. Right? Exactly. So wouldn't it make sense? Jefferson's done. You know the exact price of poker there. Hunter gets done. He's going to be expensive. Clearly not nearly as much as JJ. But then, you know, you can go to Kirk and say, Kirk, here's what, here's what we can offer you on a three-year contract. And by the way, that then would butt up against uh, Jefferson's con- new contract in the first year of his contract. I wonder if this is a, a long play as far as the spring and summer goes to get to a Kirk extension around training camp. I would not rule that out at all, Jed. Just put it that way. I'm not sitting here telling you 98% chance it's going to happen, but it certainly is within the realm of possibility. Absolutely have that possibility on your radar. Like, I'll give you an example. K.J. Osborne, an extension for Osborne, is not in my realm of possibilities, right? Jordan Addison drafted. K.J. Osborne is going to have a big role this year. Then he's going to hit the payday next March in all likelihood elsewhere. I spoke with Ezra Cleveland the other day, another guy in a contract year. There's just there's no steam there on any sort of extension, right? But I can't sit here and tell you zero steam on that possibility with Kirk Cousins. So absolutely keep that on your radar. Uh, it's so interesting because if you now that the draft has passed and all the all the discussion about are they going to trade up? Are they going to take Hendon Hooker? I mean, the draft passed. They took a flyer on a fifth-round guy in Jaron Hall, and there's some stuff to like there, but odds are 95% of the time Jaron Hall holds a clipboard or worse, right? Like he is not he was not drafted to be the successor to Kirk Cousins unless something crazy happens in the next year. So as of right now, if you had the, you know, the the odds-on betting favorites for who is the starting quarterback for the Vikings week one of 2024, Kirk Cousins is a heavy favorite right now. Yeah, but he's I mean, but he's not under contract. So minus six hundred or minus eight hundred, maybe more like minus two fifty to three hundred. But yes, he would be undoubtedly the betting favorite. Yeah, so interesting. By the way, uh, the betting favorite. If you're looking to you know fix stuff around the house, for instance, or change a light bulb, if you're Judd Finch Home <laughs> Solutions, they are yes. And get guess what? That truck is going to pull up in front of your house and from. First-hand experience, I can tell you what you are going to get is fast, efficient, and courteous service. Finch does a great job. They came to my house a few months back. I had a light out in the basement, in the laundry room. I was shuffling around down there. I was hitting stuff. It was a real, it was a royal pain. Cody and his team came out, and they fixed it, and they did it quickly and efficiently. And guess what? That's the type of thing sports dad can't do, but Finch can do. And for all of your electrical needs, installation, repair, uh, if you have storm damage, if you have flickering lights, which is a problem, which can be dangerous, outlets that are dead, Finch can fix it all. Finch is just outstanding at what they do. FinchHomeSolutions.com, or you can call them 
2604finchhomesolutions.com. I'm going to tell you right now, this uh, this segment is based on reckless speculation, but Finch is a sure bet. Finch is going to help you like they help me. They're not reckless at Finch. Uh, this scoop session also powered by First Place Baseball. You can get tickets to a four-game set this weekend at Target Field against right. the Guardians. Twins.com slash tickets. Royce Lewis is back. Carlos Correa might be heating up a little bit here. So you got the four games against Cleveland, and they go on the road for a while. But then later on this month, you got Milwaukee in town for a couple of days. That's always fun with your, uh, like, Wisconsin cousins or whatever mm-hmm. coming to town. Uh, Detroit, Boston, some uh, some fun, interesting matchups here for the Twins the next few weeks or so. Twins.com slash tickets. The Brewers are here on Flag Day. Speculation. Oh, that's, that's right. It's a Flag Day special. Maybe we can hang some German flags around for uh, all the... <laughs> The Germans coming from Wisconsin. There's a lot of Germans in Wisconsin. My there grandpa is, played in the German polka band for a while. Oh, know? yeah. Everyone can wear lederhosen at Target Field. Twins.com slash tickets. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get those big beers, big yes. steins. Yep. Or a Das Boot. Das Boot? Das Boot. <laughs> That's the greatest brewed beer in all the world. So, all right, Dukes, what else can we uh, get into here? I know just, just for fun, we are going to do a big, I think we're, this is going to be just a weekly thing now, a big update on the latest Carl Anthony Towns trade ruminations. But now that the Celtics got bounced and Jalen Brown is due a huge payday and they might not want to do that. You got the Portland stuff over here. There's some Houston steam that they might not want to continue on this uh, long form rebuilding. So, um, you know, what's just kind of your, your thoughts a month away from NBA free agency and less than a month away from the draft on where things stand with Timberwolves roster building. Well, I'll tell you that June 13th and 14th again, flag day. The Wolves are hosting a free agent camp. So as you think about filling out the bottom of their roster, maybe a guy that fits in on a two-way contract, right? Or maybe a standard deal. The Wolves will bring in a handful of free agents. So I'm not talking draft prospects. They'll do separate pre-draft workouts here in the month of June leading into the draft in whatever it is, three weeks from today. But they are hosting a free agent camp. So guys that have been in the league, like Sharif Cooper, a guard who played with the Atlanta Hawks. A lot of G League experience. So that is something that will happen here pretty darn quick. On Cat, Phil, like on Jalen Brown, I'll just tell you, the steam is the Celtics are going to sign him to an extension. Like, And to me, you can't say that twosome of Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum has failed. 
when you make it to the finals, when you make it to the Eastern Conference finals, winning, ultimately winning a championship is really, really hard. You cannot sit here and say Brown and Tatum is any sort of failing duo, right? So I'm just telling you, I, I, I think Boston, you can always trade Jalen later if you want to, but like I think Boston gets that deal done. I don't think Jalen Brown is going anywhere this summer. Portland, to me, would be the team to continue to watch. If they continue to say publicly, we are going to build around Damian Lillard, even though he's now in his 30s, you know, most loyal blazer, right? Perhaps the greatest blazer of all time. If it's not him, Clyde Drexler, whatever. But you can make cases, Damian Lillard, this is our guy. He could have left. He could have requested a trade any number of times. He's been incredibly loyal. We are going to take care of him. We need to bring in more veteran help to make a significant leap next season, right? So that's where Cat would fit into that equation, right? Portland has this number three pick. They've got money they can trade. Anthony Simons, they're not trading Shade and Sharpville. I'm sorry, but, you know, Nurkic, right? They've got some money they can play with. So if you're trying to concoct these Cat trade scenarios, I would absolutely start with Portland. But I can just tell you, because of the Knicks connection with Leon Rose, right, you always need to think about New York, all the draft assets. They have some money that they could send this way, some pretty good current assets, not draft assets they could send this way. Toronto is a team that's really interesting. Dallas, for sure. Maybe Houston, you bring in Udoka, right? Like, you hire a really good coach like that. Yeah, I mean, Houston isn't, like, going to be rock bottom here for much longer, right, with the idea that James Harden may possibly leave Philadelphia to sign with Houston mm-hmm. in free agency. So Houston is going to make a jump talent-wise here this summer. So I suppose maybe Houston, but I'm just saying, you want to concoct these cat trade ideas, start with the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> but I'm telling you, Phil, I've not heard any legit steam. I still believe the Wolves are going to run this thing back next season. Let me just say uh, one week from now, or maybe actually two weeks from now when I get information, one week from now, old Dex tweets will be rubbing some elbows with a certain Portland Trailblazer person <laughs> that knows a lot of things. I'll maybe yeah, Dex, Dex back is friends with Nurkic. It's a super weird yeah, Nurkic, connection. And Nurkic yeah, is right. coming to town. We're going to go play the Meadows at Mystic Lake. I'm going to try it's to Dame. Off and, you know, shoot, shoot. Dex knows Dame. Dex knows Dame. Yeah. yeah. So next may know Phil Knight, right? Phil Knight, I mean, even though he's not the owner of the Blazers, right? I mean, he's Mr. Oregon, right? So, you know, Declan's got that connection with with Mr. Nike, right? Who can get all the all the Blazers insights. I know though, Declan, you gave me a Jeremy Grant. You gave me something to check on like in the last what, 18 months or so, yeah, something Jeremy Grant related that so. yep. that turned out to be spot on after I checked on it. So Declan oh. definitely has that connection. Yeah, so. We got Stay tuned on the Declan Let's go. Speculation. Well, the, so some smarter people than me at, at Canis Hoopus and Dane Moore have done a great job of laying out just like the salary cap ramifications over the next 12 to 18 months. So with the new CBA, and I, and I, I won't go all into the weeds here, it makes it almost impossible a year from now for the Timberwolves to have Gobert, Cat, Anthony Edwards at the at the rookie scale max, and then Jaden McDaniels at $20, $25 million a year, and also build out a roster because you're going to be so far into the, the tax. They're punishing teams for getting too deep into the luxury tax. We don't even know really if A-Rod and Laurie have an appetite to pay $40 million in luxury tax for a team that has come nowhere near a championship, so that's a whole other thing. But basically, once you get... I don't even think they have that money, Phil, right? I mean, unless right. one of these investors they brought on board has that type of money, 
they can't even afford to pay that sort of. So you, so you, in the next twelve months, whether it's now, I should say, thirteen months, because if you get into next summer too, you have to move one of these pieces. You have to move Gobert or Cat, or you have to start just stripping down any and all other veterans and just lean on like second round picks and veteran minimum contract guys, which doesn't seem logical. So for me, it's like if you have to make a big move now or a big move in a year, Carl Anthony Towns, for instance, it's a $36 million contract that you have to get to match with whoever you, you, know, you have to be there within like 20%. Kicker, though, right. I mean, I don't have the exact money in front of me, Phil, but there's a trade kicker. If you trade cat now. Yeah. But it's a $50 million salary to match. Next. It's yeah. just, it's, it's a lot easier to trade him now than it is next Correct. year. And by the way, next but year, not impossible teams to know. trade him a year from now. But next year, teams know, oh, this team's desperate. They have to get out from underneath luxury tax hell. So it's like, if you're going to do it, you should probably do it in the next month or two. Probably, yes. But not inevitably. You're not forced to do something right now. You can wait a year. Let the next season play out. Hey, maybe they make a serious run this time next year, which changes the narrative completely. Then maybe, hey, we can have a different conversation about the luxury tax ramifications, where they are cap-wise. Or at that point, maybe Rudy Gobert bounces back in a big way, doesn't play internationally. Judd, you'll be very happy about this if Rudy ultimately doesn't play internationally. Good. This summer, right after his darkness retreat, right, he's got a clear mind that Rudy Gobert, who's in great physical shape, like there's no body fat there, right, that Rudy Gobert bounces back in a big way next season that the Wolves ascend to a top-four spot win a series or two or maybe even three at the Western Conference. You know, outside of Denver next season, there's so many teams with issues that maybe the Wolves can have a really good bounce back year and we can have a completely different conversation. But yeah, I get it. Like logic would say, you trade Cat now. That you can get the most value right now that, hey, if you're inevitably going to trade him, just do it immediately that this core isn't going anywhere. Make it very clear to Anthony Edwards, you are the alpha. Even though we saw when Cat came back, he deferred to Anthony plenty. Like that transition yeah. was starting to happen. It's more about aligning with the Ant's season. Age but if you want to make it very clear, okay, Cat gone. Ant, we are building, truly building around you. The words we've said, the actions now back up those words. I can listen on that, especially if you're ending up with Scoot Henderson, because I have a man crush now on Scoot Henderson. So I'm all okay. in on the possibility of the backcourt being Scoot Henderson, Anthony Edwards. I'm just telling you, though, like, legit steam, I've yet to hear it. Now, you know, on June 1st, there's not a whole lot of steam. It'll pick up here closer to three weeks from now, draft time. The Wolves can't even trade Cat until, what, July 7th or something like that. But, you know, you can work out the terms, whatever. But I'm just telling you, right now in the moment, I just haven't gathered a whole lot of Cat trade steam. Yeah. Amazing stuff here. Do you want to empty the bag here quick? Some some final scoop scoop nuggets? Absolutely. So the Twins, when talking about the MLB draft, starting July 9th, they had four scouts at the recent SEC tourney. The Twins are in a good spot. Remember, they had lottery luck. They were supposed to pick, what, 10th or 11th in July's draft. They moved all the way up to five. But if there's a team, if some of these college guys, the two LSU guys, the Florida outfielder Lankford, if those guys go one, two, three, or one, two, four, or one, three, four, I'm not sure that the Twins are in love with both of the high school, the consensus top five, the other two high school guys. So they could work out a deal where they draft a different guy at five than 
save some money to sign somebody, draft somebody with that next pick, early second round, overpay for that slot. So there's all sorts of different twins draft possibilities. But I do know they like those two LSU guys and the Florida guy a good amount. And I do believe there's one of the high school kids they like. I'm just not sure they're in love with both. Mm. So depending on how that board shakes out, one through four, if a certain guy is on the board at five, that's where they could say, no, we don't love that guy. We'll cut a deal with one of these college bats, go that direction, try to save some money. The top local draft prospect, Easton Breifogel, Benilde St. Margaret's Judd. He had lunch or dinner the other day with a Mariner scout, but in all likelihood, he won't get picked high enough. He'll ultimately end up at the University of Arizona, but still pretty cool when a kid from the Twin Cities goes and plays college baseball down south, Pac-12, University of Arizona. The top local draft prospect is a Gophers pitcher, George Klassen, but he's from Wisconsin. So when I say top local, Twin Cities kids, but the Number one local draft prospect is a Gophers pitcher by the name of George Class. And Thomas Barber, the former Gophers linebacker, joining the staff at the University of St. Thomas. He'll work under Glenn Caruso. All right. There he is, Darren Doogie Wolfson. Reckless speculation. On this reckless speculation. And the Twins never had interest in a reunion with Aaron Hicks. He's now a Baltimore Oriole. Happy for Aaron. I like Aaron. Enjoyed, you know, getting to know him when he was a twin, but the Twins had no interest in a reunion. That good. probably sounds about right. Yep. Maybe they can. Uh, maybe the Orioles can trade him for Cliff Lee and uh, make good on. Wow. Where's Cliff Lee ago. now? Retired uh, on, see. on some Cliff probably Lee. in Texas. Well, big, I know he's not pitching. How about that? Big estate. Probably. Uh, he's probably a rancher. Profile. Doesn't seem like a social media guy. He strikes no. me as a rancher. So. No state income tax in Texas, right? I uh, know. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. There. I can't find any trace of Cliff Florida, Lee. Nevada. That's why they yeah. all move to those great states mm-hmm. where they don't have to pay more. Yep. You got it. All right, boys, we'll talk about right. next Tuesday. See you, Darren. Okay, yep. see, see you, boys. Bye-bye. Maybe we'll yeah. have Jefferson and Cook news by then. See ya. Oh, oh maybe we could. Yeah. Oh. Boys, that's a first. Doogie let us go. Oh. Yeah, he was like, I'm good on this conversation. That's never happened before. <laughs> I'm going to leave now. Got to go. See you guys. Amazing. All right, there's your uh, Reckless Speculation uh, Thursday Part 1, a scoop session with Doogie. We're going to dive through some of the latest Carl Anthony Towns workshop trade ideas from the Internet. And I'm Purple Daily today, Old Macadac. Judd, you gave us your 10 best current Vikings players. Yep. Old Macadac's giving you 20, the top 20 current Vikings players. Oh, you just had to go and, and one-up me, didn't you? you just had I was going to go, go 11, one just to one-up you, and I'm like, if I'm going to do 11, I should do 20. I think I went 12. I think oh, I, I, I did a couple of guys that I, I said that were off the list barely. So Well, I, I do I have 12. a few so honorable mentions, me so technically it's like 23, 23 you know or 24. What? Next week, Dex is going to do a top 30. Take that. <laughs> top 30 Vikings. Uh, I, I want to see the top 30 Vikings. I want to see it. You can do it. I think I we're going to have some right. special teamers on there. Make it happen. I mean, we got all the blank canvas in the world on Purple Daily this offseason, so no idea is is a dumb idea. Time to paint, baby. <laughs> all right, see you guys.